Hello, Seven Days listeners. Hello, here we are again. Shush, how are you feeling? I'm feeling good. How are you feeling, Dan? I'm feeling great. <laughs> That's fantastic. <laughs> did, that, did, that con- did that sound convincing? It did. Yeah, great. That's all I'll that take matters. It. I'll take it. Hey, hey, Shush, we, we have an awesome episode today. We do have an awesome episode. Give, give us the good. rundown. Give us the rundown. Oh, look, I'm going to say this first. Look, before every episode, we pray uh, just because, mm. you know, we need Jesus. And I tell you what, guys, <laughs> the prayer session was like just off, going off already. I'm so ready for this because, you know, when prayer goes off, I'm like, God's going to do something great. Anyway, so I'm very keen. We have the amazing Nicola Poor joining with us on this episode. <laughs> <laughs> Hey guys. Um, and we are continuing our kind of little series talking about am I an artist, but we're talking mm. about it from the craft point of view. So we've talked about it yes. from creator, community, and now we're talking about it from a craft point of view, kind of talking all things, what's the purpose of our craft? But mm. we'll deep dive into that a little bit later, but it's going to be good. So stay tuned. I mean, I guess... If you've turned this on already, you have the intention of listening. So keep listening because it's going to be good. Don't skip it. <laughs> Don't you know? skip. It'll be great. <laughs> now, in the uh, in the tradition of Seven Days Podcast, the first yes. thing we're going to do today is the Fast Five. Now, Nicola, <laughs> we do five r- pretty ridiculous questions normally uh, just to get to know you a bit better but know the things that not everyone else knows, you know. like But the like really important things The really life. important <laughs> stuff, you know, the scrunch or fold and the yeah. things like that, right? So uh, are you willing to participate in our Fast Five? Oh, completely. I'm in. Yes. Oh, good, right. good. I'm not really sure what we were going to do if she said no. But nah, <laughs> we were just going to cancel the podcast and go about our day. <laughs> <Come> <laughs> All right, let me start us off. Okay, I've got a, I think a relatively simple one for you. Breakfast, lunch or dinner? What's your preference? Mm, brunch. <laughs> no. Brunch? Yeah, good, good. Good answer. <laughs> or breakfast for dinner? Yeah. Uh, oh, look, um, I do Brenner's love, the best. Yes, exactly. Uh, I love food. Um, yeah, any any meal. Any, any meal. Those, all of the above. All of them. <laughs> yeah, that's good. So good. All right. Now, uh, if you were able to have entrance music every time you walked into a room, <laughs> what would your song be? What would your entrance music be? That's if you don't know question. an exact song, you can go like a genre even. I'll, I'll, it would be I'll, like a, I don't know, I'm walking on sunshine or something oh, kind of upbeat, ah, uplifting. I love that. And, yeah, that's and cool. in, in I'd come. Yeah. That's great. Every, you would walk in, everyone would be smiling every time. Yeah, there you hey, go. It'd be great. It's one way to lift a room. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. So I'm here, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Okay. I've got a bit of a theme. I've got a three options to another three options for you desktop laptop or tablet laptop Laptop. i've got a macbook pro or macbook i just i use it all the time very great i love Mm. a mac it's good i'm not i'm not do you know what i'm not a tablet guy interesting you know everyone carries their ipads around Mm -hmm. i'm not i'm not an ipad Mm -hmm. guy but I That's could be okay. convinced. If someone bought me one, <laughs> I would use it. Like, but, and if someone yeah. sent it to this address, is that yes, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, yeah. If someone wanted to donate it, it to the Seven so Days Apple, podcast, if you're take listening. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. So what is your – do you have a most hated catchphrase? Ooh. Ooh, that's hard. I'm sorry because oh, it's negative. Maybe I do. Yes. Well, maybe I do. Um, 
So I love words and Mm -hmm. I I don't mean being academic. I mean I enjoy listening as people kind of express themselves. So Mm. anyway, in that sense, I kind of love words. And so when people just have these little verbal, um, verbal things, so the phrase sort of thing now that I've told you this, you're going to hear it everywhere. So when, when people don't know what to say, they get to the end of the sentence sort of thing, you know, ah. and they'll go, yeah, what are we going to have for dinner? I wondered maybe, I don't know, steak sort of thing. <laughs> they'll, they'll just throw that on the end and I'm like, you've just wasted three words. <laughs> what does that even mean? Um, and so if I ever catch myself doing it, it's one of those, <gasps> stop it, stop doing that. That's so good. you're going to hear it everywhere now. Yeah, I'm going to be I'm, so conscious for the rest yeah, of this me episode. Too. <laughs> I'm now like, do I say that all the time? I don't know. That's good. That's good. That's, no, that's uh, a great one. It's a good reminder. What, watch what you say. <laughs> but also, like, I love that because you're like, you're just adding it on for the sake of it. It's true. Yeah. It literally just means talking. nothing. <laughs> yeah, you could like, have ended the sentence three words earlier. Yeah, it would have been fine. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, yeah. for our last question, we have a listener question, a question sent in from one of our listeners who are amazing. Ooh. We love them. This comes from Alice. So thank you, Alice. Mm-hmm. And if anyone has a question, DM us or email us or call us. I don't know. Get in contact somehow. We're around. Yeah. Telegram. Um, now, Alice has been a listener, an avid listener for Ooh, seven days. Of course, of course. Well <laughs> of done, course. Alice. Well, well done, Alice. Um, and she says, what's your favourite shape of pasta? Oh. <laughs> I love this question. I, I thought it was just what's your favourite shape. Oh, and sorry. Yeah, go, of pasta. Sorry, that's on me. That's on the delivery. What's your favourite shape of pasta? I'll, yeah, I'll string I like it, it together. I like it. I recently discovered, like in the last two years, the wagon wheel shape of pasta. Oh. And it's, it's round, uh, if you've ever played Trivial Pursuit and you know how you <laughs> add the little pie wedges, kind of looks like that. Yeah. Um, and I was astonished. And I thought to myself, once this cooks, this is going to like break away. And it does a little bit. But mm. the ones that stay whole just fascinated me to the point where it was difficult to eat because I was just kind of... <laughs> Fascinated. I don't want to eat it. It's too cool. It's too beautiful. Yeah. Anyway. There you go. I'm going to have to go find some wagon wheel shaped pasta. No, I've seen that. I've seen that in the supermarket. I've never gotten it, but it's always Mm. interested me. So maybe Mm. maybe tonight's the night, Nicola. (laughs) (laughs) After this podcast is released, there's just a sudden surge in people buying wagon wheel shaped pasta. I just Googled it. It's called Rotel. Rotel. Rotel or would it be Rotelli? Who knows? R-O-T-E-L-L-E. Bring out your inner Italian. Yeah, that's it. Wow. Well, thanks for participating in the Fast Five. You've made it. You did a great job. There is no wrong. So good. So good. So good. So good. Now. We we just try to gather my thoughts after that. Um No, Nicola, your first time guest on the podcast. Mm, Thank you so much for joining. We're really excited. Mm. Um, But I think it would probably be helpful a little bit for our listeners to understand or just to get to know you um, a little bit more. The Fast Five were great, but maybe there's some other things in your life that would uh, uh, we can get to know you. I guess could you Mm. give us a brief um, 
intro into, I guess, how, what's your craft? What's your, you're a mm-hmm. creative mm-hmm. person. So what's your craft? And I mean, yeah, I guess your experience, a little bit of your experience with that. And then um, how did you get to know Jesus? Like when did you mm. come to know Jesus? Yeah, sure. Um, so I think growing up uh, in a musical family, I found my voice pretty early on, which means, you know, uh, got into singing and in choirs and that kind of thing and discovered that I could sing. And then in high school, um, really enjoyed doing drama. I picked drama as an elective in high school and then kind of oh, realised yeah. that, yeah, yeah, <laughs> no, just... and, and I Carried that on. I know you're into drama, of course. Um, <laughs> Just like repping it for the drama yeah, peeps yeah, over represent. here. <laughs> um, carried drama on into my senior years of high school. So did that for my HSC, despite being discouraged by my school principal from doing <laughs> music and drama for my HSC. But that's a whole other story. Uh, you you run with what you enjoy, what you're passionate yes. about. So mm. so probably in terms of the creative arts space, I feel as though I. I probably contribute something or have something to contribute in the music space. Um, piano is actually my main instrument, to be honest, and uh, that was more formal lessons and that kind of thing. And so um, there have been times in my life where I wanted to give that up, particularly as a child, and, <laughs> you know, parents parents had to stand over me to make me practice and that <laughs> kind of thing. Um, but, you know, once I was an adult, once I kind of became conscious that I could play piano and I could sing and do these things, I am just unspeakably grateful to my mm. family who made those opportunities available and encouraged me not to give up and to to persevere because, honestly, it just has such... Um, Oh, I can just use use those things in so many ways. So I then went on to study music, which wasn't my first um, first choice for uni, but sometimes as a young adult you need to work out what you <laughs> want to do. And so I studied a Bachelor of Music and a Bachelor of Education, which meant I came out as a music teacher. And when you're a music teacher, as you study, uh, they kind of teach you a little bit about every kind of class of instruments. So you learn a brass, you learn a string instrument, woodwind and so on, so that you have some knowledge across the board. And then you learn a bit about composition, arranging, these, as well as the educational side of things. So um, I know a little bit about lots of things, um, <laughs> but, but in terms of, you know, what's my real craft, I'm a piano player, a singer, do a little bit of writing, but um, I don't get to write much music without time you know time is Mm. in order to be creative sometimes you need time and uh here here and there the drama the drama thing comes out so um I'm a part of who I am is that I I serve in full-time ministry as an officer within the Salvation Army so at a few years ago now, almost 10, I left teaching, kind of retrained, uh, was redirected by the Lord into full-time ministry as an officer. And I could not be more fulfilled as the mm-hmm. core officer at MacArthur Corps, a, a corps in southwest Sydney. And um, I have no doubt, you know, I'm, I'm a firm believer that nothing is wasted in the economy of God. Mm. And so the the study around music and education is not wasted. Mm. The The few years of teaching and, and working with children in the classroom and parents and um, explaining principles and, and doing the music stuff, you know, none of that has been wasted. Mm. And so God just taps in and maximises those things now just in a different context. Yeah. So, uh, you know, you asked me about Jesus, how I came to know Jesus. I'm one of those people, and bear with me, this is not to sound cliche, but I'm one of those people that 
I don't remember a time in my life when I didn't know Jesus. Yeah. Have yeah. some kind of awareness that there was a God, that there was a God who loved me and who I would, you know, pray to at, in bed with my mum and dad, <laughs> put me to sleep or whatever, you know, that kind of basic mm. childlike faith. Um, but probably not that we necessarily need to identify the moment but I think it became real for me. My faith became real and it became personal, not just my parents' faith, my family's yeah. faith, whatever, it became personal for me as a 14-year-old at a camp, mm. what we'd now call a quip camp, and uh, it became clear. I was, a, I was a pretty good girl, as in I did the right things. That was, that was kind of part of who I was. I, yeah, followed the rules and this kind of thing, and I think I... I had an epiphany of grace where mm. God kind of, I don't know that I knew it was grace, I don't know that I knew the word, yeah. but it was this sense that, Nicola, doesn't matter how good you are, as in doesn't matter how well you follow the rules or do the right things or whatever, um, it's all been done for you, right? This mm. is salvation is a gift mm. and it's my gift. You know, God's, this was God speaking yeah. to me. And it kind of releases you, right, from having to, do or get it right all the time or, um, yeah, it's mm. it's not about works, it's not about who you are or whatever. So, yeah, I think life did change and then, of course, you have other milestones along the way as you mature yeah. and develop in your faith. Uh, but, yeah, I think as a 14-year-old that's probably where I sense, yeah, faith became personal, Jesus became real. Mm. That's Praise amazing. God, right? That's yeah. great. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so good. So good. I loved hearing that. I mean, I've known you for a little bit, Nicola. I didn't know all that. So, so good. Mm. Um, oh, I'm so excited for today's conversation. <laughs> oh, yes. Like, oh, it's going to be good. <laughs> Me too. And do you know what? I want to just dive in. Yeah, Dan, Let's dive in. Take us. Take right, us. So, leave us. So, Nicola, we've kind of, we've, as Shush was saying at the start, uh, we're doing this overview, overarching topic of am I an artist? And we, we mm. talked around... Um, like identity of people, how we are creative people. God made us to be creative. We've talked about how that means uh, in your community, whatever that community may be, like how do you encourage other people in their giftings, those kind of things, mm. right? But now we kind of want to get to the crux of it in, in so much as, all right, what is the practical output of this now? Like what is... What's the point? We've realised we are creative people. Mm. Uh, that might mean that we're into drama, right? So I'm into drama. Mm. Yeah, I'm just. We're just going to shout out drama as I'm much as we can. It. We're, we're it always, it's always music. It's, it's always, always music. music. Just defaults to that. So I'm just going to keep saying drama. Um, so I'm into drama. I'm aware that God has created me to be a creative person. That mm. God is creative Himself, um, and I want to now do something. I want to now act upon that but what like what's the point why 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 would I do that I guess um we kind of want to explore so I'm actually just going to put out there what like mm. what's the point why am I going to do mm. this and then we'll just we'll discuss and we're okay with awkward silences because all you go down no one knows answers like really yeah. we don't we don't think we really know the answer here we just want to have an open I guess open slather where this is a safe space, you know, where you can you can say whatever you want. So, just putting it out there. What's the point? Why and why why am I going to do drama? Like why like why do I want to act upon this creative gift? Sorry, Shush, I keep cutting you off. 
No, I keep jumping in. Oh, I was just going to say uh, we are not promising answers to anyone listening. But just no. so you know, we're not promising we're going to come with answers. We may just ask questions for the whole time. But that's mm. okay. That's part of it. We're just discussing and exploring. Yeah, that's right. So, that's right. Anyway, that's all. That's, that was my two cents. Yeah. <laughs> um, look, I, I think there's a few things I'm thinking, but at the crux of this, why? Why would you develop your craft? Why would you spend time and energy if you feel you're, you've got gifting or passion or potential in an area? Well, if you're a follower of Jesus, it's your responsibility to do so. I'd go so far as to say that. So uh, there's this sense in which, um, you know, we kind of use that catchphrase around, if you don't use it, you'll lose it. Mm -hmm. But uh, I I think the same can be true, and I'll say this kind of carefully, say it can be true of the spirit or in the spiritual realm, that if Mm -hmm. we've been given capacity, opportunities, whether it's been music lessons or art lessons or whatever it might be, um, nobody else in the world on the planet has your personality, your giftings, your family upbringing, your level of education or whatever, um, your passions, your hobbies, your schooling, your interests. And so God has deposited all of those things within you uniquely in this time, in this place, in this context, within this community Mm. for a reason. Yeah. And so if we don't lean into those things, if we don't spend ourselves, right, our time, our energy, our effort, because let's face it, developing anything, a craft or Mm. anything at all that's going to have value, that's costly. It will cost us something. But I do think it's our responsibility uh, because Mm. otherwise it just is unrealised potential. It's untapped potential. And so, um, yeah, I I do think there's a biblical principle there, Uh, even Mm. when we look at, um, you know, the parable of the the burying of the talents or what have you, and talent in that sense was about treasure. (laughs) It wasn't about our capacities. Um, But there are these biblical principles, right, that we are to put to use what we have been given Mm. to the glory of God. And Mm. I think that's part of it, right? So um, if you're a follower of Jesus, so, you know, you're you're a committed Christian or what have you, and you know that you've got a particular skill or capacity, you don't then develop that or use that to build your own empire. Right. This is about building the kingdom of God and uh, declaring the kingdom of God. And the wonderful thing about the arts, any kind of creative art, whether it is drama or poetry or visual arts or music or what have you, um, video editing, what have you, uh, the arts has a way of communicating uh, the spiritual and the sacred Mm-hmm. Like nothing else, mm-hmm. you know, there there are unique opportunities to the creative, the creative souls, the creative people, the creative world, that really um, are not, you know, these opportunities that are not available 
to other to other folk you know things yeah. that can't just be put into words yeah. things that can't be uh, that we can't touch or we can't see or we can't sense but somehow through this beautiful piece of music or this mm. image or this dance you know mm. this dancer before us is communicating something of the the kingdom of God or who God is and we can't really understand it but we know that it's sacred and we mm. know that Christ we know that Christ is here mm. and that we've had a revelation of the kingdom. Mm. And so if you've been given a, a dancing gift, well, then use it to the yeah. glory of God. Yeah. Right? Yeah, 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 and yeah. If, if you've been given skills in um, graphic design or photography or, yeah. you know, use it, find a way to yes. use it for the kingdom of God because I think now more than ever, we, the church is just so much more open these days. Mm. You know, can, can you, before our time, right, when dancing was kind of forbidden um, <laughs> yeah. on, on weekends, let alone in church, right? So <laughs> yeah. we've kind of, God is, well, no, it's people's expectations and attitudes or whatever, but mm-hmm. these art forms have been redeemed and reclaimed. Yeah. And so let's let's just use use all that is creative knowing that God is creator is the source of all of these wonderful mm. things. Uh, just continue to reclaim and reimagine and redeem mm. these art forms. But it's not it's not for us. It's yeah, 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 yeah. God uses us, but it's for the glory of God. Yeah. Wow. Oh that yeah, oh. that was great. And I, <laughs> so many things. Yeah. Um, the first thing that comes to mind is we have intentionally spoken about this topic in the order that we have spoken yeah. about it in because of how much we believe in that. So I love that you use the word responsibility um, Mm. because I think think that's sometimes where – I'm not going to use the term fail. I think that's sometimes where we – no, I am going to use the word fail. (laughs) That's sometimes where we fail in our journey as artists is – Maybe we don't take full responsibility of and and actually acknowledge that this is a gift from God that needs to go back to Him. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like I feel yeah. like I feel like if you have natural talent in something as well, it's even harder again because you're mm. like, oh, I can just mm. get by on this. Like this is yes. fine. Yes. And then yes. and then that <laughs> that creates a whole realm of different uh, problems, but. Taking responsibility mm. of that of that gift that you have, mm. I really like that, and I know uh, even for me, it's convicting me right now. Yeah. Like, like take responsibility of that, develop that craft because, like, like we we talk about like we've spoken about identity, but like like I am. I'm a child of God before I am a singer. I'm a child yeah. of God before yeah. I am a performer. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yep. But. I think that plays into the response. Saying we are taking responsibility actually plays more into that narrative yeah. than than. Yeah. I think. I think. I think. For me, I'm blabbering on, but as I said, it, this is what we do. It's a podcast. Um, <laughs> I think it's easy to use terms like responsibility. People get a bit icky on sometimes mm. because they're like, "Oh, we're starting to go into this weird legalism thing with with." Christians again, you know, mm-hmm. yes, where it's actually yes. like, no, that's that's because it's might have been modelled poorly before in some right. respect. Yeah. If yeah. your heart's there and you're yeah. completely aware that you are a child of God first, then the responsibility actually has even more weight. Mm. So mm. I don't know. That, that's just what I was thinking while you are talking. Mm. I loved that. Mm. 
Yeah, we we do have a responsibility. And that thing yeah. of like you have been placed in a specific time. Like I have to think about like you could have been born at any time in the, in yeah. history, right? Yeah. Mm. But you have been born mm. in this time. You mm. were like mm. placed in 2022 or whatever mm. year you're listening in. Mm. I don't know, it might be 2023 by the time you're listening. <laughs> but you are here for a reason, right? And in mm. a specific community and with the gifts, like the combination of all these factors, yeah. as you said, and not yeah. an accident. Accident. Like mm, this is absolutely. this is for a reason. And I think the mm. thing with the responsibility is because it's bigger than you, right? Like yes. it's not just yeah. for yeah. you. Yeah. Like if it was just for you, then you might be like, yeah, well, I'm okay not doing that. But it there is a responsibility because it's more than just you. It's for yes. the kingdom, it's for God, it's for people who don't know and Jesus this, yet. It's for the church. And, mm, yeah. and it's this sense that if we understate our potential or or if we don't lean into these things, if we don't develop these things using our energy and our time and what have you, it's not just us that loses out. Right. The kingdom of God loses out. Yeah, Yeah, that's right. So so in the Bible we read about the body of Christ and we all have a different part and Paul uses that analogy about being, you know, an eye or a hand or a foot or what have you. So if we are not functioning within our gifts and Mm. and what we bring to the body Mm. of Christ, we are not the only ones that lose out. Mm. In fact, the body loses out. The kingdom loses out. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. We need you, artists. We need you. We need (laughs) you to do your thing. Don't we just. And, and, um, like I, I just keep thinking about like it's a response, right? Like like yes. when, when you've got that order right and you are completely aware of your identity in Christ, then it's a response to what Christ has done right. in us, right? Yeah. Like uh, it's, um, is it like in Peter, declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness yes. into light, you know? Into like marvellous like, light, yeah. That's right, like like. If we need to respond to what Christ has done for us, and the responsibility is kind of a response, right? And that's mm. where it links. Yeah I, yeah, I think that's an excellent way to describe it. Good job. Do you know what? <laughs> I feel really good about your kudos there, Nicola, because you love words, and I'm not good with words, so I must have done something right. <laughs> um, sort of thing. Yeah, you did. <laughs> yeah, sort of thing. Yeah. <laughs> I'm conscious of it again. No, it's all good. We're good. Um, I guess I, I also want to speak out. I don't know if this will speak to anyone, but if anyone's listening and someone has told you that your art form, maybe your the thing you do is a bit different, right? Like, and it's not mm. traditionally accepted within the church, you know, like it's a bit different mm. and people are a bit like, oh, I don't really get it or whatever. <laughs> like, and have maybe like, pushed you out of the church like pushed you to the side and said oh we don't your thing's a bit weird we don't really need it like I just want to I guess break that lie in Jesus Mm. name that actually we Mm. do need it if you're listening and you're like yeah I've got this gift but like they they I tried to use it and people didn't want it or whatever I just want to affirm that we do need it like we need you to use your gift and to do your thing whether that's Sewing, knitting, craft, arts. Yeah, we've, mm. we've named mm. all the things. I mm. It doesn't matter what it is, but yeah. we need you. And so I guess if anyone's sitting here and be like, yeah, but I tried. Like I tried to do it mm. and I got pushed out. I just want to say we do need you. Like and just mm. affirm yeah. that we need you. And I'm yep. sorry if people have teared you down or pushed you mm. aside and said we don't need that gift, um, but I want to say we do. Yeah. yeah. Good. Well put. 
I think there's something, if I can just come back to something you were saying before, Dan, uh, you know, you're talking about language and a word, a word like responsibility. I've been giving some thought for a while now around the way we use language and the arts within church life. Mm. So when I, I said before that I studied music education at uni and so um, when you're doing a Bachelor of Music, you're rubbing shoulders with excellent musicians and I'm talking, you know, musicians who were far greater than I was, right? Mm-hmm. I, I was a reasonably average musician in my cohort of students when I was studying. And one of the subjects that we had to go to, and it was compulsory every semester, and it was called performance practice. And basically, we would sit and we would listen to one another perform, which was really very daunting, especially Mm. if you're a piano player, which I was, I was a piano major, because, you know, pianists and piano, like they're exceptional, right? Some people are exceptional. (laughs) And I'm thinking, mate, I play piano at church. I'm I'm not aiming for the concert halls around the world. I'm just, I just want to do this for God or whatever, right? Um, Anyway, I learnt various um, aspects and um, techniques that enhance performance. And I suppose I had to do this journey as a young adult for where where does performance practice and these kinds of techniques and um, considerations, where does that fit mm. with what I do in worship on a Sunday? Mm. And, and the church where I was at the time had gone through this whole... Um, or just the Salvation Army generally, I think, was really wrestling with the use of the word performance. Mm. And it became, and I'm, I'll just say it, performance became a dirty word yep. in yeah. the yep. church. Yeah. Yep. And you're like, oh, no, don't call it a performance, <laughs> right? It kind of became yep. this taboo word. And if you'd, ac- if you'd accidentally say, oh, and at our Saturday night performance, oh, you know, whatever, yeah. right? Like yeah. pe- people would kind of react to that. And I understand why. Because yep. what we are doing in worship, we're not performing for an audience. We know this, right? We, yeah. we, we understand yep. this, that we are worshipping God and um, it, it is for him and we do it together. But <laughs> it's, it's the whole let's not throw the baby out with the bathwater thing. Yes, right. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. yeah. Because uh, there are elements of what I learnt in in kind of secular studies, right, Um, and and I don't really believe in this divide, secular and sacred, you know, everything is combined anyway, right? I I was worshipping even when I'm playing Brahms or whoever else Mozart. But there are excellent kind of techniques or... um, Oh, just, yeah, things to consider, whether it's yep. light and shade or, yep. um, you know, volume or silence or um, just making music more beautiful, texture, mm. depth, uh, tempo, just various kind of, and I am honing in on music, these things that I was able to translate Yep. into what we do with worship music. Mm. And so um, I kind of lead our worship team, I guess, and we had rehearsal last, we have we rehearse every Wednesday night at MacArthur. And probably if people were sitting in on our worship team practices, 
Look, I, I can't be sure, but I imagine they're probably a bit different to other worship <laughs> team practices because we'll, I will stop and we'll kind of discuss, okay, we're going we're gonna to build, we're going to have a long crescendo here or we're going to be a cappella here. We're going yeah. to um, we're gonna increase the texture. We're going to be u- in unison here, all the voices in unison here. Can we add a harmony one by one by, you know, it's nothing. It's not yeah. rocket science. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's, it's just bringing some musical maturity and whether we want to call that excellence or whether we want to call that bringing our best or Mm. whether someone looks at that and says well they're performing Mm. you know like actually we I I want to reclaim some of that language Mm. for the kingdom and it's that whole do you remember William Booth (laughs) do you remember were you there when he said (laughs) were you there when he said why should the devil get all the good music yeah he's been quoted bird's been quoted as saying that and i kind of feel the same way when it comes to these other elements Mm. um and again translated into your art form but we can reclaim even this language Mm. or these techniques that have been developed in other settings reclaiming them to enhance what we do in the worship space Mm. yeah oh I could yeah. not agree more. Like I, I, I think because it's all a heart thing, right? Mm. Like, yes, yes. It's all a heart thing. So, so having to excuse these kind of dirty words is just giving power to w- what has been done with possibly the wrong heart in the past, or yeah, you've, yeah, you've seen yeah. it modelled poorly, right? Yes, like yes. because it is we like there is performance, like. Mm. That's what it is. And and I would yeah. say from my own personal experience, I'm the exact same with you, Nicola. I feel like I wouldn't be able to do what I do without the experience I had performing in secular bands and things yeah. like that, right? Yeah, yeah. But yeah. Th- but that but performance doesn't mean manipulation, right? Like mm. Mm. which I think it's being skewed somewhat to to feel that way. Like mm. like especially in a I, I don't like the term, but especially in the contemporary setting i find mm, once mm. you bring performance in it's like you've got awesome lights and you've got all this great atmosphere people just start to think that's pure manipulation but actually yeah. well if it's done with the right heart it's actually yeah. just bringing the best for god so mm, yes what's the yes. issue there i i i could not agree more i would love to start claiming some of that language back yeah yeah and i, also and think, I think this go for it shush Oh, sorry. I was just going to say that in terms of techniques and things, God's the ultimate creator, right? And I just yes. feel like they were his to begin with. Yes, Like dynamics and things, that was God's to begin with. Tempo yep. was God's mm. to begin with. And he's just given these us these tools to mm. to use and to, yep. to in whatever extent mm. is appropriate to whatever you're at. Yep. But they're mm. his to begin with, right? They were, yeah. They're not Absolutely. sacred or seculars. They're God's. And it's yes, just yes. we can use them to enhance mm. worship or whatever we're doing. Mm. And and I think just sometimes, again, just all around this same topic, in this era where authenticity is key yep. and yep. vulnerability is key, mm-hmm. and that's, that's true, right? We want to yes. be authentic in our worship and that's all about the heart that we bring. Yep. Um, if, if that goes too far one way, um, under the veil of or under the label of authenticity, we can just kind of get up and say, oh, well, I'm just bringing what I bring because I'm being yeah. real, you know. Yeah. I've, yeah. I've not, you know, and you hear the worship leader stand up and say, oh, you know, I, 
haven't prepped much for this, but, uh, you know, whatever it might be, right? And they just kind of... <laughs> don't tell us that. And... No, don't tell us that. <laughs> I know, never let on, right? Nah. And they kind of do their thing and, the, and it's... We just, yeah, under this veil of, oh, well, I'm being authentic and so I can just get by, right, yeah. with, with, with what I can do. But actually... Um, yeah, how, I, I, yeah, I just think if we're bringing our best, not for the sake of excellence, but yeah. bringing our best because actually that's what we want to bring to God, it's what mm. he is worthy of. Um, mm. And if we can p- use techniques from anywhere, right, if yeah. it can be used for God, well, then let's utilise it. Right. Why, why wouldn't we? Right. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Mm. Yeah. And, I, yeah, I think I had this conversation with you Nicola possibly uh just around like what are we there's also like what are we competing against in some respect mm-hmm. like like if we're talking about the purpose of our craft and and a, a huge portion of that is to serve outwardly right like mm-hmm. if we're serving outwardly and we're wanting the kingdom to be i guess shone in the places where it's not always shone uh, what are we competing against? Like we can't, we can't. Uh, if if you have a fifteen year old that listens to I don't know Post Malone or so, I don't know <laughs> something like that, what what are what is what are we providing that actually relates to that person as well? Mm. I don't know. That that's probably mm. a different topic, and I could talk for hours <laughs> about that. But it just made me think of that as well. Mm. Like mm. like. Oh man, I love the "Why should the get devil get all the good music?" quote. It's just, way too, it's just way too good. It gets used a lot, but it's way too good. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so good. I don't know. I don't know where I was going with that, but here we are. That's good. And I also want to touch on. I feel like we've talked a lot about. Um, Maybe that's not our intention, but we've talked a lot about using the arts, I guess, to serve the body of Christ, like the existing church. But I also think it's important to explicitly state that our art form is for outside the church as well, right? Like it's, it's for your own personal expression of worship. It's for, to serve the body of Christ, to strengthen, to bless, to edify, to all those things. But it's also beyond the four church walls for want of a better Mm, term. Like, you know, it's for like seeking and saving the lost again, right? Like it's, it's for reaching people who don't know Jesus. Um, it's for that as well. Not just the people who already know Jesus. And we harp on about it all the time on this podcast, but I just think it's really worth noting. And, and even a challenge for us to think about is how can I use my gift to reach people who don't know Jesus? Am I just spending time with Christians like all the time Mm. that I don't have any time with non-Christians? Or if Mm. if I do have exposure to people who don't know Jesus, how can I use the gifts God has given me Mm. to reach those people? Do you know what? I reckon as well, like with that same narrative, I think being good at your craft matters even more. Like, like because you remove yourself from the the, the four walls of a church, uh, the arts is such an amazing evangelism tool, mm. uh, especially in community, right? Like we, mm-hmm. we spoke about it with Lauren, being involved in local community contexts. Mm. Doors open more when you are better at your craft, I would say. Uh, so there's probably even more concentration on that responsibility of being good at your craft when you're going out Mm. into the community. Does that make sense? Like, Mm. yeah. Yeah. So. 
And it's not I only just, just say, thought of that then. Because I'm not. Uh, <laughs> yeah, go on, go on. Oh, no, I was just going to say, like, on this, it, it's not to say, like, I will, like, not to make people projects either or to be like, no. I'm coming out here because, like, rah, rah, rah. but, like, you just go and love people. But yes. in the sense of, and you just go and love them and, you know, like, bring them before Jesus and then mm. he'll he'll do the rest. Like, you, you're not there mm. to be like, I will yeah. save you. Like, no, blah, blah. that's not a thing. Um, that's going to sound great on audio, I just realised. <laughs> anyway, um, it's not that. It's just you no. go and you use your art form, whether it's like I'm just going to go take a class just to improve my own self, but I'm putting myself in an environment you, because yep. of my gift where I there are people who don't know Jesus and then I just go and love them and have relationship with them. That's it. you know. Or maybe you do have something where you have a, a story, a message you can share through your art form, but it's mm. not to go and like make people projects or anything just to put mm. it out there it's just mm. go and love them and make a relationship yeah. you know but it's mm. just the arts are a vehicle for you to do that that's right well it's it's yeah, like everything completely. it's an authentic expression of jesus's work within your life right 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 like that's the whole point like mm. all of this is kaput if it's like what we're saying with the with the term performance it's all kaput if you're not doing it in the right order yeah like mm. like so it needs to be it's not. You're right. It's not a project. It's not about. Hey, look at me. I brought four people to church yeah. this week, or uh, I'm actually mm. hanging out with like the drunks. You know, like <laughs> I'm actually better because I'm doing that. It's not no. that. It's just. It's asking for the Holy Spirit to fill you every day. Mm, it's it's yeah. it's reading the Word. It's praying. It's spending time with Jesus, and those things will come when you right. put yourself in this situation. Right. Like, um, yeah. I feel like we've said that like a million times before on this podcast, but I'm happy about it. I'm but happy about it. Sometimes it needs a good to be said a million times <laughs> That's before right. it sinks in, and like for me included, you know, we need to be yeah. reminded of these things. So we'll probably say mm. it a million times more. Mm. So good. Yeah. So good. I might just add, just in terms of our heart, and I probably am talking about the worship context again. Yeah. Um, Something I've found helpful, so uh, perhaps in your contexts as well, uh, we will start Sunday with some kind of sound check or rehearsal or whatever Mm -hmm. before worship. Uh, This is our worship team, musicians. And then church happens and, um, sorry, all that to say, at our rehearsal we will pray and then, you know, before worship we'll, we'll pray and commit the service to God and this, that and the other. And then um, we don't do it religiously or we don't do it consistently, but every so often God will just show up in a, in a, more, um, in a way that we are more aware of, I suppose. Mm-hmm. I mean, God's there. We know God's there every week. But there will be those Sundays where we've had a powerful encounter mm-hmm. and perhaps the music has been part of that, has enhanced kind of the the response or has been a, a powerful vehicle that God's used. And then worship ends and we've gathered together on the platform as a music, we've kind of returned thanks. You know how sometimes mm. you do that after a meal? Mm. Yeah. And we were gathered together and just stood stood in a circle or whatever on, on the platform and, uh, yeah, just prayed and mm. just given thanks to God for using us as his servants. Mm. And uh, the first time that happened, it was kind of just spontaneous. It just felt right. And then it's it's happened, you know, a little bit more. And in our context, we also live stream. So, uh, you know, when there's cameras rolling, that's a 
that's a whole other layer, right, in terms <laughs> yeah. of yeah. keeping pride and ego and mm. uh, these things in check, right? Mm-hmm. We've got to keep mm-hmm. these things in check, our heart in check. And, um, yeah, we've had some some beautiful moments after church where we have returned thanks and I think it it's a way of just keeping perspective that actually we are your servants, God, and we do not take for granted this opportunity to lead your people in worship, that it is a privilege, it is also a responsibility, Um, but, you know, that you would use us Mm -hmm. and that you would bless us with your presence and that uh, people would respond so tangibly. Thank Mm -hmm. you, God, right? Thanks be to God. So mm. I just I throw that out there too because maybe that's something you resonate yeah. with. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. And I'll also yeah. throw one other thing out there while you're talking. I don't know why I thought of this, but this just came into my mind. Uh, I think for creatives out there, when, when you do realise the responsibility and the privilege, that's when the enemy attacks as well. So this is mm. – this mm. is you need to be putting on the armour of God every day. You need to be aware that there's a spiritual battle going on. Um, And I don't know, I just feel like some people need to hear that, that are listening. So Mm. so just just pray into that. Know that God is the victor, but Mm. this is where the enemy attacks. So Mm. be aware of that and take responsibility of that in some respect Mm. of, Mm. yeah, pray the armour of God over yourselves every Mm. day as you you do Mm. these things. The reason the enemy attacks, right, is because God can do something mighty and powerful. Like the Mm, potential in it is next level of like if Mm. once you realise these things and once they kind of sink in and they're internalised and take them on, there could be an unstoppable move of God in in yeah, what right. you're doing in your life. Like this is yep. this is incredible what happens when we take hold of our gifts and own mm. who God has called us to be and given mm. to us, yep. you know. And and I think like on the reverse side of that, Dan, you're like, yes, 100%, we have to be aware of this. But because of what God can do that's right. when, that's right. when we take hold of these things. Mm. Yeah, that's exactly right. When I was at training college, uh, so that this was when it was still residential and there were, you know, a <laughs> few more cadets and all of that. Um, so I was, for those who aren't from a Salvo context, uh, was training for two years to uh, be a minister, to be in full-time ministry, and it was a residential program. But we would have these other kind of things in the weekly uh, rhythm of life together. And so every so often, might have been once a quarter, we'd have a half night of prayer And so that might be like 6 p.m. through to midnight up in the chapel and uh, it was always really powerful. We'd have people, it was opened up to anyone, so you'd have other people on site and guests guests Mm. who were leading worship. Um, Some might know Phil Lager, he Mm -hmm. came and did one. Um, And it was when Janet Munn was our training principal who's kind of a powerhouse (laughs) in prayer and the spirit. And uh, I knew that we were talking about the keys of the kingdom, that that was kind of where Janet had uh, set our focus for that night. That's where we'd, um, that's where we'd, yeah, planned and prepared. And uh, I had in my house from a, an Easter years before, I'd been at a Good Friday thing and they'd given us like a long nail 
and it was, you know, to be used as a metaphor yeah. of the nails, the nails of Jesus, the nails on the cross that pierced Jesus' hands and feet. And so if you're listening, you know, imagine a nail about, I don't know, 15 centimetres long. It's quite long, quite chunky. And as I was heading to this half night of prayer where I was going to be leading worship, so I was going to be visible for maybe an hour and a half of that night, I sensed this prompting that I needed to take that nail with me. Hmm. And I thought, that's that's a bit weird, but okay. <laughs> so I put this nail in my pocket and I went along and I'd prepared, I knew, you know, I knew what I was doing and we'd rehearsed and it was, you know, it was all going to come together beautifully. And it was great and it was fine. Uh, and, and, you know, thanks be to God, it all went well. But as later on in the night, as uh, Janet kind of preached about, lent into this space of the keys to the kingdom, you know, what are the, the keys for you? And I sensed the spirit say to me, um, this nail is your key, Nicola. Mm. And it was just this reminder particularly if you are serving and ministering in a way that is visible, mm. where you are leading God's mm. people. And if you, are, if you are good at something, so, um, so it just so happens that my skills and my capacities and my gifts are kind of the upfront gifts, right? Um, yeah. and, and I'll own it, right, because I, I don't think we need to play small. We don't, we don't right. serve anyone by playing small. Yep. Right. So my, my giftings do lie in communication, so preaching and teaching. Um, mm-hmm. I can sing, so um, I, I'm often asked to lead worship or I'm at the piano and, or sometimes I'm at the piano and I'm singing. Mm-hmm. And if people are observing that, it's possible they're thinking, wow, you know, is there, and I've had people kind of throw this at me, right, is there anything you can't do? <laughs> And that sets alarm bells off for me, really, because I think, well, of course there is. (laughs) There is lots I can't do. It's just that my gifts lie in what is visible and what is up front and what the world applauds, right? Mm. It's, oh, wow, what a great singer. Mm. Oh, wow, she can play piano. Wow, and she preaches, right? (laughs) And people are thinking, wow, you know, wow, wow. But actually (laughs) this is... And I'm telling myself, right, because I don't always get this right, but but if I am to be effective in ministry, this can't be about me mm-hmm. and it can't be about being visible and my heart must be right. Mm-hmm. And so it was one of those nights where I knew for me that the nail or the nails, that this this was about staying humble. Yeah. This yeah. was about being crucified with Christ and about dying to self, mm. right? He must become greater. Yeah. I must become less. Yeah. Um, I still bring my best to yeah. be sure, right? I'm, I'm not, I'm being responsible with the gifts I've been given, mm. but... Yeah. Um, let Let's just watch out for that, right? Because people will watch and will think, "Oh, amazing!" Mm. And, and yeah, you know, we we take that. It's affirming, and we know that really they're giving the glory to God. But um, yeah, we just always have to keep our. No one knows our heart like yeah. we do, right? Yeah. yeah. So we've got to keep ourselves in check too. Wow. Oh, it's such a good point. It's such a good point because. I too have giftings in things that are visible. Mm. Mm. And so 
And it is so easy for the ego to get in the way. Like yeah. I, I, there are yeah. so many times where I, God has been like, hey, check your heart. And I'm like, oh, oh, that's not great. <laughs> you yeah, know what I mean? Like, oh, it's just so easy in our world, in our society, if you're in those places for it to get yeah. to you. And mm. so it's such a good reminder to to check your heart because you gotta, because it's, mm. it's, it's just easy. Is is the yeah. point? Yeah. I think I'm trying to make it's it's easy yeah. to for it for your pride to build, mm. um, yeah. and such a good point about humility, Nicola. Mm. Mm. Hey, um, Nicola, I just want to thank you first and foremost for coming on, but yeah. I also just want to kind of honor you and your passion because, mm. like, I, I don't know you that well. We've spent a camp together. That was fun. Mm. Mm. Uh, it was lovely to meet you. Um, <laughs> but your passion is so clear, like, mm. like especially in the way you've spoken for the last hour. There's passion. There's wisdom. So you mm. know that you, and you know you've taken the responsibility of that passion to learn more and look into it. That's where the wisdom comes from, right? Mm, so true. I just want to honor you for that wisdom. Honor you for yeah. that. Uh, passion honor you for the fact that you've taken responsibility of your craft and but you're also aware of the privilege of your craft right Mm. like it's like thank you for that that but right like (laughs) like (laughs) you know that's a weird sentence to say (laughs) but uh thank you for that but um But honestly, it is, it's refreshing and it's Mm. the artists need to hear this Mm. Uh, as much as possible. So I just want to mm. honour you for who you are, that yeah. you have a heart for Jesus and that is yeah. clearly evident in the way that you speak. So yeah. thank mm. you so much for being here. Mm. And I want to echo Dan again and say thank you, thank you, thank you. Mm. I am confident the words you have spoken today will be a blessing to somebody, will strengthen, encourage mm. them. I, I am confident in saying that because it's it's done it to me and I, I'm confident it will do it um, for others as well. Um, and Dan's right, there's a, there's a grounding, there's a security mm. in Christ that I see in you of just like, I like I that identity of I am a child of God is just so secure in you. And then there's so many beautiful things that come out of that, like your words and the wisdom and just the way you are able to articulate words. I think particularly because you enjoy words um, <laughs> is beautiful. There's a, there's a craft in and of itself. Mm. Um, and I want to thank you for the way you give of your gifts, the way you own what you have and your strengths. Uh, but then you, the way you serve humbly with that and give generously mm. with your gifts. Um, we are better off for it. We, Dan yes. and I have had a great time today, but we, yeah. the church, <laughs> are better off because of um, the way you give so generously with mm. your gifts. So thank you. Thanks, guys. Mm. So good. I told you well, this episode was going to be great, Dan. We're done. That was great. <laughs> I loved that. I loved oh, That's like one that you listen to yourself. Yeah, that's right. I'm going to go back and like listen. I, like, I don't know. I've on. thought of one last thing. Oh, do, do you want to say it? I know we've wrapped up, but can no, I you say, say it? And then we'll if edit you want to add it, you can. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I was just thinking, and I guess I'm speaking specifically to those in Australia mm. uh, because this is something that crops up in Australian culture and, and maybe it's in other places around the world, but certainly it is in Australia. We talk about tall poppy syndrome mm. and if you don't know what that is, kind of the the brief 
explanation is that uh, tall poppy in Australia, we don't really like them. And what that means is if you are growing taller than those around you, right, you, whether it's because you think you're superior or, or you're better than or you earn more than or you've got mm. success or whatever it might be, that Australia, in Australian culture, we will cut down the mm. tall poppy among us. So if someone's talking themselves up, if someone thinks they're all that, we will use humour or mm. we will um, we will just cu- we will find ways to cut them down to size. Mm. And a lot of the time we're not even aware that we do it, I yeah. don't think. It's just so embedded within culture. And so the way that this plays out is that rather than saying uh, I got an A plus on my whatever exam, mm-hmm. we will say, oh, you know, oh, I didn't do that. You know, we'll kind of play it down, play it down, play it yeah. down. Because if I say, if I just say that out loud, people will shoot me down or whatever. Mm. Rather than saying my child excelled in swimming or whatever, you know, we play it down, play it down, play it yeah. down. Or we kind of make a joke and we go, oh, yeah. just allow me this moment to do a parent brag or whatever it might be, right? We play it down, play it down, play it down. Whereas in other cultures, if you had received 100% on an exam or if you had excelled or if your business was booming, you would tell the world. You would say, my business is the most successful business, you know, or whatever it might be, right? Yeah. So how that plays out sometimes, I think, uh, for Australians in the church is that we've got to be countercultural yeah. because in the kingdom of God, we are not about tearing people down. Yeah. We're about building people up. Yeah. And so if someone is a good singer or if someone is a good artist or if someone is a good actor, if they play small or if they're trying to stifle their gift because they don't want to uh, mm. pop up, uh, you know, they don't want to be considered mm. above the rest, right, uh, they're afraid they're going to be torn down, how unhelpful is that, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So just just a reminder to look out for tall poppy syndrome in yes. your context, to look out for it in the way that you speak, yeah. in the jokes that you make, um, that if someone is is doing well at something, don't find a way to oh you think you're all that or mm-hmm. you know whatever yep. oh should we be should we be queuing up for your autograph <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah. don't find ways to tear down yeah. find yeah. ways to honour them to build yeah. them up because playing small does not benefit the kingdom of God yeah and so you know, just in the Australian context, we must look out for that because mm. we, we do it too often. We don't own our strengths yeah. because we don't want someone to think we're, um, oh, you better than me, mate, you know. we So we, we play down our strengths and we ought not to. Yeah. We ought to be able to own them but from a place of confident humility. Yes. Mm, yes. Good word. Oh, so true, yeah. so yeah, true. Really and good is something we need to be aware of more and more. Yep. And it is countercultural, but the way of Jesus is countercultural, right? That's Absolutely. right. So we sh- people should walk into the church and be like, huh, I didn't get torn down at all, you know? I was yep. actually, in fact, the opposite happened. I was mm. lifted up because yep. I was good at something because we yep. all lift, right? Like when we all come with it, we're yep. all better off when we lift each other up. Such a good point. Yeah. No, that's great. 